Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Fertility in Focus podcast. I'm your host, Christina Burns. I'm a doctor of natural medicine specializing in the treatment of infertility via natural and integrative methods. I founded the Naterna Institute in New York City, where my team and I work with women and couples, often in collaboration with Western medical doctors, to guide the path to healthy conception. In this podcast, you'll learn all about your body and everything in the fertility landscape to help you realize your dream of baby. I'll be bringing you the best of advice from experts in the fields of both natural and conventional medicine, as well as the heartfelt and very helpful stories of brave fertility heroes on their path to baby. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back. We have a fun topic today, one that I get so many questions about uh, online and in person. It is about weight management and trying to handle weight management whilst you're getting pregnant or going through fertility treatment. Because, you know, if you're doing IVF, you might be having some effects from the hormones that are making you gain, or maybe you're just even trying naturally and you've been told not to exercise too much. So we're going to get into the ins and outs of what's happening with your metabolism and and what to do about it. Before we jump into that, if you haven't gone to Facebook and joined the Fertility in Focus Facebook group, you may want to do that. We're going to be, it's just at the inception, but we're going to be doing a lot of chats in there and live Q&As. Uh, stay tuned also for a fertility masterclass. We're going to do that through Instagram and I'll answer all of your questions. And last but not least, if you like this podcast, please rate and review. It is the way that it gets seen. The algorithm uh, favors the podcasts with the reviews. So help us get to more people. Thank you so much in advance. All right, let's dive in. So let's get into first what's happening with your weight. Like why do you feel like you are retaining? So if you're trying to get pregnant and you've gone through IVF, this first topic is going to resonate with you, but I think a lot of it will anyway. If you're trying to get pregnant and you just feel like you have extra pounds, this still makes sense to to talk about because you can have what I call estrogen dominance, whether you're going through IVF or not, but you will have more estrogen dominance if you have gone through IVF or done assisted reproductive technology. So estrogen is one of the two primary female sex hormones, obviously, and it's not only produced in our bodies, like our ovaries, but it's also found in our food and our environment. Estrogen increases feelings of wellness, maintains a youthful appearance, appearance and promotes fertility. The downside is that in certain cases, the body might have an estrogen overload that causes symptoms like water retention, mood swings, weight gain, migraines, and terrible periods. And you don't have to have all those symptoms, mind you. The culprits of this imbalance may be internal. Fibroids, excess fat, endometriosis, cysts, and polyps create an imbalance. The issues could also be external, eating foods with phytoestrogens like soy, an excess of soy and bad quality soy, or exposure to xenoestrogens in plastic, pesticides, conventional meat, and dairy products also can lead to an estrogen excess. The liver and guts are responsible for ridding these substances from our bodies. If our cleansing systems are backed up, and a lot of people's are, we end up with uh, estrogen dominance. So estrogen dominance is much worse in cases of IVF because generally if you've done a retrieval cycle, you will have 
more estrogen in your body because you produced a bunch of eggs. Like if you're on a natural cycle, you produce one egg per cycle, your body produces around like 200 to 300 units of estrogen with a mature egg. And, and that's it. Um, you can still have estrogen dominance um, because you don't eliminate it properly. And usually that's a liver issue, a gut issue, could be a stress issue, could be you know, a microbiome inflammation issue, we're going to get into all of that. But the point is, it's you're not, you either have too much estrogen, or in either case, you're not metabolizing your estrogen properly. At the end of this podcast, I'm going to give you the strategies for all of the things that I've described. We also know, a lot of us at least, that thyroid issues can lead to a weight problem. And thyroid issues are often related to estrogen issues. If your thyroid is out of whack, it can be sensitive to fertility drugs and hormones. I've noticed a lot of people's thyroid get goes on the fritz when they're on estrogen or when they've done a retrieval cycle. So it could be just the patches, it could be the retrieval cycle like the climbing estrogen because with every egg you produce, you're producing 200 to 300 units. So if you get a whole bunch of eggs, that's thousands and thousands of units of estrogen in your body, and your thyroid will be sensitive to that. When your thyroid starts to function, you know, not as well, you generally can hold on to more weight because your thyroid is like the seat of your metabolism. And so, um, you know, some of the strategies for taking care of your thyroid are to clean your liver because your liver will metabolize your thyroid hormones properly and make sure your guts are functioning better so that you can produce thyroid hormones and lower stress levels. But again, we're going to get into more of this later. I want to give you some more of like the surprising things that um, are leading you to have more of an issue with your metabolism. So we started with like sort of, you know, ones that can be very sensitive to IVF fertility drugs. But here's one that you may not know about. Fat makes you fatter. And this is an excerpt from my book, The Ultimate Fertility Guidebook, where I talk a lot about like how our physiology kind of interacts with hormones, with fertility treatments, you know, with environmental factors and what to do about it. So excess weight, like if you already have too much weight on you, excess weight can cause low-grade inflammation throughout your body. And the consistent low-grade inflammation caused by excess body fat can disrupt insulin function, so your insulin and blood sugar metabolism. If your body isn't properly reacting to insulin due to these disruptions, you become increasingly insulin resistant. So that's like this pre-diabetes that people talk about. The real kicker is that the more weight you gain, the higher your likelihood of worsening both the insulin resistance and inflammation in your body. So if you have a body mass index of over 25, losing a few pounds will actually, like even just a few pounds will reduce inflammation and help you lose more weight, not to mention that it actually increases fertility substantially. Like sometimes the sort of like disconnect between you and the baby bump is literally a few pounds that is causing you to be insulin resistant and that is not helping you get to where you want to be. And that's why for some, you know, women who have excess weight on them, the drug metformin can be helpful. Though honestly, obviously, I'm going to be a fan of doing it more with lifestyle factors. So another thing that people are less aware of when I talk to them about it is that stress makes you store fat. So cortisol is a lingering hormone from our more primal days in human history, and it tricks your body into thinking there isn't enough food in your environment. 
your body has the choice to burn either fat or sugar for fuel. If you're in go mode, and this is something I refer to in my book also, like go mode and chill mode. Go mode is like your go, 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 fight or flight. Like I'm out and about, I'm using my brain, I'm using my body. But if you're in sort of like a go mode too much and you don't ever wind down, your body starts to conserve fat because you might eat it later. So it chooses to burn sugar instead and you retain fat and fluids. Sugar is not an efficient source of fuel. When you burn sugar, you get a short burst of energy. So that's great. I always tell people if they've eaten something sugary then or like something very carby, like go walk it off, go do some exercise, like get it out of your blood. Because the last thing you want is sugar um, or excess carbs sitting around in your blood because then it will be stored as fat. So you definitely want to burn it off. I also think it's very bad to eat a high carb or sugary thing at night. That is a surefire way to gain weight or to keep weight on and but mostly to even gain more is to consume those things at night because our insulin metabolism, like our digestion and, and the way that we regulate blood sugar is not as efficient in the evening. And so eating those kind of foods at that time is, is much worse than eating it earlier in the day where at least you can try to burn it off. It's bad anyway to eat those foods, but it's much worse to eat them at night. Another issue with stress is that it'll really mess with your appetite. Like, you know, there are a select few people who, you know, even a small amount of stress will kind of suppress appetite, but more people have an increase in appetite with an increase in anxiety. And we tend to sort of nosh mindlessly um, when we feel unsettled. Also, lack of move movement, like sitting a lot for our sedentary lifestyles and jobs make us sort of nosh mindlessly. So when the appetite's off, there are some things happening. Insulin resistance, for example, can make you hungry. Uh, so if you're not already not processing your sugars well, which is in which happens a lot more in the case of women who already have excess weight on them, you may crave sweets after a meal or be hungry despite having just eaten. What's at play is an interaction between insulin and a hormone called leptin. Leptin comes from the Greek word leptos, which means thin. This is a hormone we all want to have around. It tells your body when you've had enough to eat. And so abnormally high levels of insulin suppress leptin. And sugar, I usually if you're eating sugary foods or a lot of refined carbohydrates, you're, you have these like crashes and you have sugar lows, which can also make you crave like something quick. Another thing that people don't know as much about, and I mentioned it earlier, is about inflammation making us gain weight. And like that relates a lot with the microbiome, so the digestive health. And when the microbiome is off, your digestive health is off, it can lead to weight gain and obesity. I find that hormones, either natural hormones and especially synthetic hormones can really upset the balance of the microbiome. Another interesting thing in this day and age is like COVID-19 actually very much has been shown in research to very much upset the microbiome. It wipes out a couple kinds of our essential good bacteria, leading to an imbalance of the bad bacteria, which can then create more inflammation. And then that messes up our insulin and we gain more weight. If you ever feel puffy, it's usually the backup of the lymphatic system. And that's because your gut is out of whack. It fills with liquid to try to dilute the junk that it's filtering. Lymphatic health and gut health are intertwined and 
when your lymphatic and gut health is out of whack, you tend to feel squishy. And you'll feel very squishy a lot of the time when you're on estrogen. Estrogen will make you have that estrogen dominant squishiness where you're retaining more fluid from that, but both estrogen and an excess of synthetic progesterone will start to slow down your bowels, will start to make you feel more bloated, and will start to make your lymphatic system back up. That's why sometimes you can have fluid retention where you're up 10 pounds in a few days. And then if you clean up everything, uh, you can be down 10 pounds in, you know, basically overnight. And that can happen premenstrually, like you're up 10 pounds premenstrually because your liver and guts are backing up from the hormonal change. And then you get your period and you lose all that fluid weight after your bowels clear out. So here's the protocol. One, detoxify estrogen from your body, especially if you've been doing IVF or you have an estrogen dominant condition like fibroids or endometriosis. You can do this by eating a lot of green vegetables, taking fiber, making sure your um, bowels are moving well. Exercise is crucial for detoxification. You want to avoid refined foods like, you know, breads, pastries, cookies, uh, pasta, these are not helping your situation. And then if you, you need a little bit of extra help detoxifying estrogen nutrients like B6, calcium deglucarate, and indole-3-carbonyl are amazing for that. We can always send you a link for products that we like for estrogen detoxification if you email info at naturnallife.com. Next up, we talked about this, but you're going to want to clean up your microbiome. If your gut health is out of whack, if you are bloated, if you are having like diarrhea, constipation, then we're going to have an issue losing weight a lot of the time. So again, you're avoiding refined foods, sugar. When your microbiome is out of whack, booze is your enemy. I mean, booze is your enemy for so many reasons for hormonal balance and fertility, but it's really, really bad when you're trying to lose weight. If you absolutely must drink, and I don't think anybody must drink by the way, but if you feel like you really want to have something Avoid wine, avoid beer. Those are terrible for inflammation, insulin, and your microbiome, and have tequila or vodka instead. If your microbiome is out of whack, you also want to avoid mushrooms and other yeast-forming things. You can take a good probiotic, but FYI, taking a probiotic doesn't negate the other things that I'm telling you, because you could take a probiotic, eat like crap, and you're still going to have like um, puffiness and bloating and weight gain. But we can also send you that if you email uh, info at Naturna Life. We can tell you the ones that we like. If your gut is super out of whack, do the clean diet, but you may also want to consider herbs. Herbs are amazing for killing off bad bacteria and rebalancing the gut function, getting you regular, all the things. You can visit Junk Juice Magic for that, uh, or you can email us and we can help you with it. Lowering inflammation. This is part of what I just described in terms of the microbiome, because if your gut health is off, you are going to have inflammation. 80% of your immune system resides in your gut, and so and the immune system is what's firing off basically like inflammatory kind of issues. Another thing that can cause more inflammation in your body is lack of sleep. It has been shown in studies that if you have a lack of sleep, you are actually going to gain weight. Lack of sleep leads to higher inflammatory cytokines, leads to more issues with your insulin metabolism, leads us to eat more when we don't really need food, leads us to choose quick energy options like sugary carby thing. So lowering inflammation and managing your weight has a lot to do with the quality of your sleep and your sleep routine. Lowering stress hormones. Now, telling somebody that's going through fertility issues to lower their stress is like such an awful thing to do. So what I'm going to tell you is like, I'm not going to be like, oh, don't stress. I'm going to instead give you some tools. So avoid an excess of coffee or caffeine because that will make you feel more stress. Avoid booze and sugar because that will make your brain chemicals imbalanced. Stop rushing. Above all of the things, 
Just stop rushing. Do less things. Schedule less things. Don't put the extra pressure on yourself. Right now, what matters is you taking care of yourself. If you want to get to this baby, take care of yourself. Use this journey as a lesson in the things that you need to change and get in tune with that and start doing them. Last but not least, this is an obvious one, balance your blood sugar, start your day with protein within 45 minutes of waking, eat some protein, eat protein and fat regularly throughout the day, avoid refined foods, avoid sugar. There's just no good time for sugar. Like I'm just never going to recommend like, oh, have sugar, you know, it's no big deal. Sugar's a very big deal. Sugar spikes your insulin. Sugar creates a huge imbalance in your microbiome. Sugar creates inflammation. Sugar will throw off your thyroid. Booze will also cause all those same problems. So, and refined carbohydrates will also cause those problems. So that's why I keep focusing on these main things, the obvious things. The worst time to consume them is at night. So if you're gonna consume bad stuff, consume it earlier in the day. But my advice is to not consume it at all. Exercise. When you're trying to lose weight, you certainly could lose weight without exercising. You could eat less, like eat less calories, stop eating at night because eating at night, like after like, let's say seven or eight o'clock, just stopping that habit, the night noshing or eating an earlier dinner will help you um, lose weight very quickly. But the thing that will help you the most with things like detoxifying estrogen, regulating your digestion, lowering inflammation, lowering insulin levels and helping stress is exercise. You don't want to do an excess of exercise when you're going through fertility treatment, but certainly walking every single day is helpful. To really balance the blood sugar and to get the metabolism going, you need a little bit more intense bursts of things. So if you don't have time to formally exercise, do stairs. Like do stairs several times a day or at least for 10 minutes. You do the stairs, that will help a lot. You can do some burpees. You can do some weights. I don't actually suggest long bouts of cardio. Uh, when you're trying to lose weight and when you're going through fertility treatment. It's not ideal, but like shorter workouts of 20 to 30 minutes, at least three to four times a week, in addition to walking is amazing for the metabolism and also good for for the fertility. So if you want to know more about exactly what I recommend for exercise, for diet, for all of the things, you can check out my book, The Ultimate Fertility Guidebook. It's 300 pages of information and protocols. And obviously you can always reach out to us at the Naturna Institute. And I'm wishing you all the best with this. You know, don't be too hard on yourself if you're not exactly where you want to be. You're not supposed to be like really like a bathing suit model, like a sports illustrated model when you're trying to get pregnant. Like we're not, that's not our goal. But if you want to be more comfortable in your body, then, you know, take into consideration the things that I said on this podcast and put some new habits into, into play. I'm really happy you've tuned in and joined the community, and I'm so excited to bring you more helpful content with each episode. In order to make this podcast as helpful as possible, I want to hear your input on what questions you need answered to get you feeling empowered on your fertility journey. You can DM me on Instagram at at Naturna underscore life or at naturally CB to share your most important fertility related questions. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please follow and share with friends. My mission is to help as many women and couples as possible. And for that, I need your help. Yours as always in love and light, Dr. Christina.